What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plant, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. My friends, I am Vivian McPeak, and this is the Hemp Present Resistance. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, speaking flower to power for 29 years and founded hempfest.org. I am also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest, also found at hempfest.org. This show is a weekly read for Radio Rebellion, where I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. If you have feedback or would like to suggest a guest or topic for Hemp Present, email me at hemppresent at gmail.com. Today's guest on Hemp Present is Joshua David Linney from Veterans for Cannabis. Joshua Linney is a native of Florida, born in 1975 in Manatee County, where he still resides. He served in the U.S. Army during Operation Vigilant Warrior, for which he received service-connected disability. Joshua now advocates with Veterans for Cannabis for legal access to medical cannabis, which he used in 2017 to end his 20 years of dependence on VA pharmaceuticals. Now he manages all his conditions with medical cannabis and hemp CBD and zero prescriptions. He's the director of outreach and fundraising with VFC Foundation and helped start their Operation Can Heal Outreach to bring medical cannabis access to Florida veterans to restore quality of life and purpose as a way to reduce suicides and accidental prescription overdoses. Other VFCF programs include education, certifications, and career training for veteran entrepreneurship in the cannabis industry, like the VFC USA product line, plus other business ownership opportunities in cultivation and processing. Welcome, Joshua, to Cannabis Radio. Thank you, Vivian. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. 
It's uh, my pleasure. Uh, before we get into your work with Veterans for Cannabis, can you touch on your time in the armed services? What was the experience like for you? And what do you bring forth from those days in your work today with veterans? Uh, yes, sir. Well, uh, thank you again for having me on the show. It's, uh, it's great to be able to share my experience uh, personally and my work with Veterans for Cannabis with your listeners. And hopefully we can reach uh, more veterans who uh, will hear this message. So, uh, so your listeners will understand me. Uh, again, my name is Joshua David Linney. I enlisted in the U.S. Army on my 18th birthday. Uh, right out of high school, I decided to join uh, to support the Gulf War that was going on and lock down some college funding. When I got in, I was deployed, and when I came back, was no longer able to medically re-enlist. So I was discharged with 10% disability uh, and um, said packing. And so my 20-year plan for a career turned into a three-year enlistment and then a, uh, a life change. So I had to learn real quickly to pivot and figure out what else I was going to do. Uh, and that was pretty much what my military career consisted of. And I uh, enjoyed it very much, though, as brief as it was and as short as it sounds, it was the best experience that I ever had, really. There's probably a lot of other veterans that had kind of a similar experience, right? Yes, sir. Uh, it's a pretty common that they find that it's a, it's a monumental moment in their history because it's really hard to replicate giving a 19-year-old a weapon, sending them overseas and having people bow at their feet and tell them thank you for saving their lives, even if you're not doing anything. So then you come out and you're discharged into the civilian world, and there's really no way to regain that sense of purpose at that, that, that level again. So I think it leaves us all scrambling to find something that makes us feel important again. How was cannabis use viewed by the U.S. military at that time? Uh, and how prevalent was its use among the ranks in your experience? I'll be honest with you. I didn't really see a lot of uh, cannabis use nor any other um, illicit drug use in the military. I think the opinion then was the same as it is now that uh, it's frowned upon because it's federally illegal. Uh, there's really not a lot of political debate about whether or not that is, that is or shouldn't be. But the fact that it is illegal um, is unfortunate because I think it could provide a much safer, more effective treatment options to our servicemen and women. Uh, tell us a little bit about Veterans for Cannabis. What kind of when when was the organization uh, founded? What kind of work do you do, and who specifically do you advocate for? So the Veterans for Cannabis was founded in 2015 by Joshua Latrell, a Georgia native, who is the current uh, CEO of Veterans for Cannabis USA, our VFCUSA.com product line, and the VFC Foundation, our nonprofit arm, Veterans for Collaboration. Um, he produced the CBD oil he started back in uh, 2015 to provide an option for veterans where medical cannabis was, no, was not yet accessible. And uh, when I found cannabis in CBD in 2017, and it helped me end a 20-year dependence on uh, benzodiazepines and opiates, I uh, linked up with Veterans for Cannabis through an email online, of, an accident, through a tweet. Well, no, there's no accidents. Through coincident divine orchestration, I found one of their tweets. And I offered web development help, and he brought me on to do the website, and I became the director of outreach and fundraising to let other veterans know that there was an option to suicide and overdose to deadly pharmaceuticals. Well, I mean, it's just it's just such important work. Um, our veterans, you know, are prepared to give everything uh, for our country, uh, and, and when they come back, they deserve our full 100% support um, and encouragement. Um, what role do you think that cannabis plays in regard to our veterans? Why do you feel there's a need for an organization like Veterans for Cannabis? 
Let me tell you this. Uh, we'll take you back a little bit to my personal story. So when I got out of the military in 1996, I was finding it really difficult to, to cope with life itself. Um, not even doing anything strenuous, just waking up every day was a difficult chore. And when I got into college, I found cannabis and I started using it. And I went through the first three semesters I took uh, at UCF, where I got my degree in Orlando. I took 15 hours, 18 hours, and then I petitioned the dean of my school to take 21 hours and got dean's list. And over the summer, I was supposed to get my, my AA degree. And the VA told me if I didn't quit using drugs, quote, cannabis, I was going to lose my disability and my GI Bill benefits and that I would no longer receive any funding for school. So I didn't know that they couldn't do that to us then. And I ended up dropping out of college. It took me 11 years to go back three times to UCF to get my bachelor's degree in interactive digital media and criminal justice. And I think if there were more veterans who were allowed to know that the information is there about education on access to medical cannabis, we could prevent a lot of them from losing two decades of their lives and transition them more effectively. Are there, uh, you must have homeless vets in Florida. I mean, we have we have a lot of homeless veterans in this country. Yeah. A lot of them here in Seattle living on the streets. Um, do you find that that's a, a reality where you're at? So it's ironic you asked that question. I am a homeless veteran myself. I am currently without a home. I was displaced a few months ago when the property I was in was sold for short-term rental. Uh, and I currently receive a voucher from the VA called a VASH, a VA-supported housing voucher. But I have not yet been able to find a home because I don't have the funding for a first-last security. Property values are really expensive, so I can't buy anything. So I'm currently homeless at the moment and looking for a new place to live. And I find many veterans in the same position. They're either in transition programs or halfway houses or homeless empowerment programs here in Clearwater. And I think that there is a really poor job on our government and our society, helping to transition and repurpose some of the highly, most highly trained, highly invested personnel this country's ever produced. I think it's a criminal degree of negligence on the part of our society. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you, you know, I mean, it's veterans. Yes, veterans should be prioritized, um, and and it seems to to be almost the other way around in some instances. And of course, now you know, while we're doing this broadcast, we are in lockdown. Um, yes, and so being homeless actually puts you at, at physical risk. Yeah, I don't have anywhere to go. I have been couch surfing for the past few months. I ended up, uh, I actually, uh, I won't get into the whole story, but, um, my wife relapsed after, uh, seven years of fighting an, an opiate addiction herself, uh, and, uh, had to go through a, a, power, a powerful divorce, um, and which after the displacement. So it's been a rocky road. But I'll tell you, the cannabis has allowed me to continue managing my life effectively, and I have not lost one day of functionality, um, although I'm still coping with the depression and the anxiety and the daily turmoil. I'm not holed up and hopeless anymore. I can still put one foot in front of the other and do nothing and be alive till tomorrow to do with it again. Wow. I mean, that's, that's really profound. Um, and, and once again, I think your story sounds like the story of so many of our vets out there dealing with these same issues. Uh, what are a few of your programs at Veterans for Cannabis? And, and let me just ask a couple quick questions. How is your organization funded and how can people that want to support your mission help out and contribute? Well, there's a few ways. They can look us up online at uh, vfcusa.com. This is a website that provides a link to our full spectrum line of CBD products. And the funds from those sales are what fund our nonprofit efforts to 
our Operation Canyo program to provide medical cannabis access to our veterans, job certifications and training through places like Learn Sativa here in Florida. And then we have some training programs planned for later this year to try to integrate our veterans into cultivation and processing operations to get them trained to be entrepreneurs and, and, and startups themselves so we can employ other veterans. And rather than just getting jobs, we want to focus on creating jobs for veterans. Uh, we got about one more minute uh, left. Um, so if somebody wanted to join and support that, say there's somebody in, first of all, is the organization just in Florida or is it national? No, it's a national organization with a primary focus in the Southeast where our founder is located in Georgia, myself in Florida, but we desperately need funding. Last year, we awarded 52 free recommendations to veterans and we paid for their cards. That's one a week. This year, we've been yet to be able to do one because we haven't had the money for $75 to pay the state fee for the card. And so we really desperately need people to reach out to me at Lenny, L-I-N-N-E-Y at V-F-C dot foundation, Victor Foxtrot Charlie dot foundation, and Joshua at vfcannabis.org, our founder's email. And talk to us about raising some money and sponsoring a veteran or providing funding because without that, we can't get the education and access to an alternative to deadly pharmaceuticals into the hands of our veteran community. I'm speaking with Joshua Linney from Veterans for Cannabis. We're going to take a quick pause. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come back with the second segment. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through March 26th. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity for NCIA members to network, learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers, and get the latest news about NCIA's federal policy work and emerging topics. Look for this year's only tour of Cannabis Caucus events coming to Portland, Denver, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, Newark, Sacramento, and Los Angeles this March. Stay connected, get informed, and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got 
to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Hemp Present with Joshua Linney from Veterans for Cannabis. Joshua, obviously, the military has had a zero-tolerance policy for cannabis for a long time, I guess forever, uh, but especially since the mass pot use associated with the war in Vietnam. Uh, but things are changing rapidly everywhere in regards to cannabis. What kind of response do you get these days from current members of the military um, when they find out you know, what you do? Uh, and have you had any formal feedback of any kind from the military or any government services of any kind? Uh, that's a great question, Vivian. Um, so I'll, I'll interlude with that question with a brief answer of a story of another veteran of ours who supports Veterans for Cannabis and has come on to talk about his own personal CBD use. The problem was they were a National Guard member who was active duty, and they, they did receive some verbal reprimand for it. Um, and But the reason they did it was because they lost a unit member uh, the, la- the year before. Uh, one of his men killed himself because he was addicted to opiates, and then there was no opportunity, no option. And I think it's very sad that we have veterans in the National Guard and Reserve units who are trying to stay patriots by recovering from injuries to go back to active duty, and they don't have a safer, more effective like CBD and THC, which we know our government has a patent on, has had since 1985, and it's currently CBD is included in every field, Medicaid in Israel, because it reduces trauma and head injury recovery time by 30%. And I think these are things we could implement into our own military that would provide our troops with safer, more effective treatments. Yeah, I mean, we know that that TBI or or traumatic brain injuries are, are, you know, really common uh, in, in people deployed. Uh, and of course, chronic pain issues and PTSD is a you know pervasive uh, medical condition that a lot of vets are dealing with. And and cannabis is is been shown to be really effective for all of those, right? It has, and we don't really have a lot of contact with active duty military because unfortunately they won't really have that conversation behind yeah. closed doors. Right. All the active members we've ever come in contact with. I live in Tampa. McDill is a hotbed for SOCOM, as everyone knows. I I engage with a lot of active duty military. And they all wish it was available. Uh, members of the VA, hospitals, doctors, nurses, they all look at me when I wear my Veterans for Cannabis shirt, and they all nod, and they all go, yeah, t- you know, t- we're, we're sorry, we can't, you know, talk more about it. But I think that we're creating a conversation that's going to have to be finished by someone. And I think that's really the first step. People like yourself who've opened the door and started the conversation nobody wanted to have. And really, we have to do that to focus some light on the veterans that we're losing at 50 a day here at home, which is greater than any war we've ever had overseas. Well, yeah, I mean, it's important to create this narrative and really the words getting out, the, 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 the truth about cannabis is just exploding and there's a tremendous amount of awareness out there uh, that is emerging. Um, and, and, and even in places where, you know, previously cannabis was persona non grata, there's a lot of minds opening. Joshua, it's, it's common for our veterans to be prescribed a litany of pharmaceutical drugs, psych drugs, mood stabilizers, pain meds, often dangerous opioids. Do you feel that some veterans might be being harmed by these pharmaceutical drugs, perhaps even being overprescribed these drugs, and that cannabis might be, in some cases, both a safer and more effective alternative treatment? Well, yes, Vivian, I definitely do. I can only speak from personal experience that for myself, at one point after my military service, I was on up to over almost a dozen medications at one time. 
And I know many of the veterans that, uh, that um, I come in contact with are on a half dozen to a dozen medications themselves. I have veterans who have lost uh, kidneys because of pharmaceutical damage. And unfortunately, every pharmaceutical that the VA prescribes us comes with a warning of a lethal dose. And anyone who studied cannabis and found the honest information knows there's no LD50 or lethal dose known for cannabis that can be reasonably met, which means it is definitely a safer, more effective option. And even if it didn't work for 99% of the veterans who tried it, it would kill 0%. Wow. Um, uh, I mean, that's just that's really profound. Um, there might be, listening to the show right now, uh, a veteran who is grappling with various issues associated with the trauma of combat or service, perhaps someone who is wounded either physically or emotionally and is struggling what message would you have for that person as a veteran yourself uh, who works actively with with and for others who have served? What would you want to talk say uh, to a veteran that's, that's struggling with these kind of issues at the moment? You can reach out to me personally. Call me at 941-357-6097 or email me at Lenny, L-I-N-N-E-Y, at vfc.foundation if you're a veteran who's struggling. I don't care if you're not a veteran, but if you are a veteran and you're struggling, know that you're not alone, that all of us who have served in the military are carrying some form of PTS, whether we face combat or not. And I think that there needs to be an honest conversation about letting veterans know it's okay to have that conversation, to bring that up and to ask for help, but we don't need to have such an aggressive response to it. Many of our veterans now will go into the VA and ask for help, and instead of being greeted with a handshake or a, or a conversation, they're tackled in handcuffed because the situation is not understood. So I really think there needs to be more education and information on the signs and symptoms of PTS so we can really address those veterans when it's needed. On a kind of a similar vein, uh, and this is, you know, I, I hate even bringing this issue up because it's so, it's so frustrating. More of our veterans have committed suicide in the last decade than we lost in the Vietnam War. Uh, which is just a sad and tragic statement. Uh, you know, we work with a group here in, in Washington called uh, 22 Too Many, uh, based upon yeah. the, the statistic 22 veterans a day commit suicide, and that's probably low. Um, in, your, in your mind, what do you think has gone wrong? Where have we failed uh, in order for this outrageous statistic to be true? And what role might plan of cannabis play in turning this shameful reality around? Why... Why, how, how could it be that we have 22 or more veterans a day committing suicide? Well, I think it all starts with our, with our transitioning. We're not focused enough on um, reintegrating our veterans into society. And after leaving military service, they're struggling with a lot of both physical, usually, and mental conditions. So one of the problems is they're all prescribed pharmaceuticals because that's the policy. Our VA makes money on pharmaceuticals that are prescribed to our veterans. So they have a financial benefit into prescribing us more medication. But if cannabis were legal and even CBD, we know this would mitigate suicide and accidental prescription overdose because it's not as an avid lethal dose. And it could be a much more safer, effective option for veterans to try before we force them on deadly pharmaceuticals. And unfortunately, until we have the VA offering that as an option, we're going to continue to lose veterans at the rate of over 50 a day, 22 to suicide, over 30 to overdose. And like I said before, that's a rate higher than we lose to combat at any point in foreign war in history. So, I mean, you know, what if we put the same resources behind, I mean, we're losing more veterans here domestically to suicide and overdoses than we do in combat. I mean, 
gosh, you'd think that we would put an extreme amount of resources into, uh, it should be approached like a war here, a war to save our veterans. Well, we have a war on drugs and we have a war everywhere else in the world, but until we put more money into saving the lives of our veterans at home, then that's not going to be a priority. And unfortunately, our government has a financial incentive to deny us disability until we die, feed us pharmaceuticals and not have to pay the bills. And cannabis being legal is not a moneymaker for the VA. Plant medicine is not a moneymaker for the VA. We're just now getting whole health wellness clinics at the VA that offer us alternative healthcare options like acupuncture and aromatherapy and yoga and meditation. And we need more of these modalities introduced to veterans so it's accessible to prevent them from being stuck on pharmaceuticals by the VA. Wow. I mean, you know, if you put those two numbers together, that's that's over 50 veterans a day that we're losing uh, before yes, their sir. time. Uh, and, and, you know, we have a war against terrorism, but terrorists aren't killing 50 Americans per day. Uh, this stuff is. So it's just outrageous. Um, it's just outrageous. Uh, and we're going to have to do something do something better about it. And it's great that you're out there uh, doing the work that you're doing. It's just, it's really critical. And, uh, and you know, I'm hoping that uh, our listeners, be they veterans or not, uh, can get actively involved somehow, either in their community or supporting these uh, these national and regional organizations like Veterans for Cannabis and the other, you know, I've probably done, this is probably my seventh or eighth show, uh, I, I think at least, uh, dealing dealing with this issue. Um, and so, uh, you know, we're going to keep coming back at this. Uh, we're going to keep pounding on this because our veterans have been prepared to put their lives on the line. Uh, and America should, Americans and our government especially should be doing everything that we can uh, putting resources and support and encouragement and nurturing uh, to assist these veterans in reintegrating. Uh, I am talking to Joshua Linney, who's doing very important work with Veterans for Cannabis. We're going to take another break and come back with our final questions. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. 
Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. All right, it's time to fire up the final segment with Joshua Linney from Veterans for Cannabis. Um, Joshua, I just want to say what you're doing is just such important work. Um, is there anything that you would like to add while we still have a few minutes left to talk that we haven't already covered? Yeah, we really need more veterans to get involved at a local and federal level to start advocating for these policies to get changed. We need them to speak up, meet with lawmakers, talk to officials, and really tell them why cannabis should be made available, not just to veterans, but our active duty military as well. And if we can get more veterans involved, get them quality of life, we can help them find a purpose again. We can get them back to work and help them create jobs. Um, veterans for Cannabis works real hard in the community to restore the quality of life and purpose to veterans. It has great training programs to get them certified and back to work. And me personally, people can look me up on Facebook, Joshua David Linney. I have a consultants company, cansult.us. I have my own 501c3 nonprofit. I do a radio show, Wellness Pep Talks. You can find me on Facebook. And uh, we're doing some veteran entrepreneurship programs with a cookie company in Tampa called rucookiemunchers.com where we'll offer a startup mentorship program to help veterans be entrepreneurs. So we really want veterans to reach out, get in contact with us. And even if it's not something you think we're doing and you want to do it, we'll help you find the resources to get back on your feet and get back involved with the community. So please reach out to vfcusa.com or email me, Lenny, L-I-N-N-E-Y at bfc.foundation. Joshua, just, you know, hats off to you, man, for all the great work that you're doing um, and, and all the challenges uh, and obstacles that you have overcome. And, and I mean, amazingly so, it sounds like to me. Um, and, you know, I want to encourage, uh, we get people listening to this show all over the world. I want to encourage uh, veterans from other countries uh, to, get, to get a hold of us because I have a feeling that this is not something that's just going on in America. It is. And, you know, Veterans for Cannabis is a full-time volunteer position for me, but it's allowed me to start my own company, found my own nonprofit, and network with veterans I would have never otherwise met. So it's been one of the best opportunities of my life. And if you're not going to get involved with us, get involved somewhere. Go out in your community, get out from behind the keys, get involved, get active, get plugged in, and don't feel alone anymore. We need you to get plugged in to find purpose, and cannabis can help you check in and do that. So please get the information and education you need to help yourself. I think those are great words to, to lead this, uh, this conversation on, Joshua. Thank you so much for all the great stuff you're doing, and thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks again, Vivian. It's an honor to be here. God bless everyone. All right. God bless you, too. Now I want to get to a weekly feature for him presented on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. Because all of us believe and understand in the fabric of the common bond of why we call ourselves American is to care for the men and women who wear the uniform. And when they take off that uniform, we care for them when they are veterans. Those are the words of former U.S. Representative for Indiana's 4th Congressional District, Steve Byer. That concludes this installment of Hemp Zen on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find your voice and speak up for justice. 
because resistance is fertile. Till then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy. The Hemp Present theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush. Turn up the music maestro because I am out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times, and stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in, but you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro, easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.